Welcome into the Prep Baseball Report California podcast. We've got a loaded show for you today. We're going to go heavy on the Fresno Easter Classic. Uh, Blaine Clemens, Northern California Scouting Director, will join me to discuss some of the teams and the players in the event, uh, who we're looking forward to seeing. Ryan Ozella will join me to discuss uh, who the players and teams are that he's excited about. And finally, we'll be joined by Jason Poppy, head coach at Fresno High School and the director of the Fresno Easter Classic. So stay tuned for that show coming up. Welcome back to the Prep Baseball Report California podcast. I'm joined now by NorCal area scout Ryan Ozella. Ryan, you've been crushing the Central Coast coverage uh, this last few weeks, and you get a little break this uh, this coming week as we converge on Fresno to cover the Fresno Easter Classic. Uh, what are you looking forward to the most here just from a 3,000-foot level uh, next week at the Fresno Easter Classic? Yeah, I'm really looking to get going into Fresno. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of good talent from Fresno, Sacramento, the Central Valley. It's all coming in together one place. Um, some teams that are kind of standouts for me, Buchanan, Clovis North, uh, Clovis West, all on the track, uh, Redwood, San Joaquin Memorial, Placer, and Oakmont are some other ones that I, I'm kind of uh, looking forward to seeing and then obviously getting a chance to see Jesuit again. Yeah, that's uh, that. those teams that you mentioned there are kind of the guys that are at the top of my list as well. Uh, you know, the, interestingly enough, San Jack Memorial is, is one of those teams for me that I, I'm really excited uh, in seeing. You know, they've got a lot of talent. Uh, you know, they've got a, a 2020 outfielder uh, by the name of Jalen McMillan. This guy's a, a football baseball combo guy, has offers from several big, big power five schools already. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad you mentioned San Jack Memorial because uh, that's a team I think that the, between the three of us, me, you, and Blaine, uh, we'll be able to get eyes on several times. So that, that that's pretty exciting. Uh, but let's move into, uh, you know, one of the, obviously the big dogs in this tournament is Buchanan. We've got them ranked in the top 10 in the power 25. Uh, and, and, you know, they're just absolutely loaded. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about Buchanan and uh, some of the guys uh, that you're excited about seeing there. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. It's one of those ones when I was looking through rosters, that was the one that stood out with a lot of, lot of talent. So, yeah, let's go through them. Awesome. Well, you know, we could start with the center fielder, um, Brock Jones, a Stanford commit, the 2019, uh, who is also a, a two-sport two guy. So he'll be going to Stanford for Football and baseball is my understanding. Uh, what are you excited about seeing from Drock Jones? I know we saw him last summer at the Area Code Games, um, and so you know, what are you excited about seeing now? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's one of those ones. He's a power speed type of guy, so I'd like to see how he kind of plays in real game situations. Um, you know, like you said, seeing him at Area Codes, I got a, a look, small look at him there. Um, so it was nice to kind of get an idea as to what the swing looks like and how it kind of translates. Um, my hope is to see more at bats and be able to kind of get a better overall feel for the game, uh, and see where he kind of sits in, in that 19 rankings for us. Yeah. You know, he's, he's an interesting, uh, player there. Like, I like what you said there, the power and, and the speed guy, uh, because he's, he definitely has those, although the power kind of deserted him a little bit on the big stage, uh, last summer at the area code game. So he's, 
He's an intriguing guy, certainly as you head into June uh, and beyond. You know, next guy is for me is, is T.J. Fontaine. Uh, I sat on Buchanan for for two games last year during this tournament, and uh, he didn't pitch either of those games, unfortunately. Uh, you know, and then I hear he's up to uh, upper 80s. You know, as a left-handed pitcher, I'm, I'm pretty excited about seeing what the future San Diego State uh, signee has got. Uh, you know, who 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 else are you looking forward to seeing? Yeah, there's a couple guys. Uh, one of them, 19, Miguel Ortiz, um, an outfielder. He's going to Fullerton. Um, he's a guy that's really rose up our ranks, uh, especially the 19s when we just updated it. Um, you know, he's a guy that is probably getting more eyes from the draft coverage um, with Brock Jones, with Fontaine. Um, you know, Buchanan's got some other 19s and Brady Hormel. It's an infielder and Jacob King, a first baseman. Um, so it's one of those ones. All those guys probably have a little bit more eyes on them with the draft coverage as well. Um, so that's another name, Miguel Ortiz, the outfielder uh, that I'm really looking forward to seeing. Yeah, you know, I saw Hormel last year as well, and and it was just kind of one of those interesting deals, right? Like, like how how is this bat? You know, how's nobody all over this bat for me? Right. Uh, one of those deals, but you know, you have another guy listed here that I'm really excited about seeing, and I know that you and uh, Blaine have seen it at uh, PBR events and and beyond. Uh, and that's Isaac A on the St. Mary's commit. Uh, the 2020 right-handed pitcher for for Buchanan, he potentially could be the next, you know, kind of big dog out of out of Buchanan, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. I mean, the frame is, you know, six, four wide, strong, um, just a horse type of build that, you know, the guy that can go out there and pitch, you know, every seventh day at the college level or, you know, every fifth day at the major league level. Um, but he's a guy that was really, really impressive at the Fresno um, Open that we did out there uh, in the fall. Um, and another guy that I'm really looking forward to seeing again. Yeah, then, okay, so moving off of Buchanan a little bit, we're going to shift over to Consumness Oaks. Uh, Consumness Oaks is, you know, as you described them, uh, a talented team that just, you know, maybe hasn't had the breaks going their way this year, or, or how would you categorize that? Yeah, they've played some tough competition. Um, you know, they're in an area in Sacramento where there's a lot of good baseball up there um, and may, maybe have not had um, as much success as they probably should be. Uh, but like you said, it's a talented roster. And, you know, who knows? This could be a weekend where they go out and, and go off and all of a sudden turn things around before those last couple of weeks and get hot. Yeah, you and I you and I said on, on, on the first guy here we're going to talk about, Elvin Delic, uh, for not only a workout but a game. Uh, and then you watched him a couple other games uh, a weekend in the fall. And it seemed like every time you looked up, the guy was either making a play or just hit, getting a loud contact off the bat. I mean, this guy, he, he's got a real chance to be something else, huh? This uh, Elvin Delic. Yeah, Elvin's a heck of a player. He played really well in that fall um, classic that we saw him. Um, like you said, bat, the bat's really, you know, a pop type of bat. Um, bat can go to both sides of the field, um, get deep into gaps, um, plays really good at shortstop, also is a great pitcher, um, you know, works really well, three pitches. Um, so it's kind of a, a bright future for him and where he kind of fits. Um, not sure yet, but he's probably a two-way player if he keeps getting as the progress going as he has been. Yeah, he's he, he was something else. I liked the way he played the infield. Uh, and it, I didn't get to see him pitch that weekend. Uh, but the way he played the infield and the way he, he swung the bat was um, definitely memorable. Uh, and then the next guy there is the catcher, John Sheehan. Uh, what, what do you got on him? I know we saw him at the same event there, uh, but uh, you broke him down a little bit deeper than I did. 
Yeah, he was also at our uh, preseason event um, and really put on a show with his arm. Uh, his defensive skills are, are really uh, one of the best in the class so far. Um, you know, this 21 class is loaded with catchers for us up here in Northern California. Uh, and John's trying to make a name for himself as well. Um, the bat's coming along as well. He's got a chance to kind of get the bat going, be a little bit of a pop type of bat. Um, but yeah, the defense right now, I think is a little bit ahead of that. Um, but he really is another guy that I'm looking forward to seeing in, in game situations here. Yeah. And then, uh, we'll close it out with our 20, uh, right-handed pitcher committed to St. Mary's Cameron Walty. I know, uh, I've heard you mention this name before, and I, I certainly have heard it out of Blaine, uh, as well. And, and you know, what do you got on Cameron Walty? Uh, you know, quick arm working up in the upper, upper eighties. Um, a guy that's kind of starting to fill in a little bit. He's starting to get a little bit bigger. The size is coming in, adding a little bit more to the velocity. The breaking ball is becoming a little bit t- sharper. Um, he's got three pitches, got a chance to be a workhorse tar- starter type of build. Um, he's another guy that I'm really looking forward to seeing kind of, uh, in these types of situations, see how he goes maybe against somebody like a Buchanan where they, it's a deep lineup. Nice. Nice. And, and- you know, one other team that I'm excited to see, you know, is uh, Redwood. And I saw them last year and, and was really impressed with, with the talent uh, that, that Coach Hydash has on that roster. And, you know, yeah, they lost Luke Jewett, uh, who's since moved down here and since committed to UCLA. But that's still a really good team uh, this year. You know, as of right now, they're 13 and five on the season. Uh, you know, they play the big dogs, if you will, in that, those preseason tournaments. And, and so. Uh, you know, they've got the sophomore Ethan Garcia, who who I know you've seen and who I saw last year as a freshman, uh, you know, him and the senior Cam Gallardo uh, give him a good one two punch on, on the mound. Uh, you know, Bronson Chamberlain, obviously, uh, but they've got a sophomore infielder who came down to our SoCal preseason all state by the name of Diego Alvarado. And, and Ryan, I tell you, you talk about the 21 class being loaded. This is a guy that in that class is going to make some noise, too. Uh, you know, we, we're pretty excited about that class here in the state, uh, as you guys can tell. But uh, but, yeah, anybody else that you're excited about seeing in terms of uh, teams or players? Uh, you know, I know Clovis, uh, Clovis North has Riley Cooper's another name that I'm looking forward to seeing uh, a guy I saw at the underclass area code games. And, um, every time I hear anything about it, it's been positives all season again. Um, so a guy I'd like to get another set of eyes on just to get, to kind of follow up that look from the summer. Yeah, I'm with you on, on that one. Oh, well, awesome. Well, Ryan, the next time I see you, we will be converging on Fresno to uh, blow out the coverage here for the Fresno Easter classic. Uh, so safe travels. And I'll see you in Fresno. Absolutely, man. Looking forward to it. Safe travels. We'll be right back. We'll take you inside the dugout with Fresno High School head coach Jason Poppy. Welcome back. I'm pleased to take you inside the dugout with 18th year head coach at Fresno High School, Jason Poppy. Jason, thanks for making time. Thanks for joining the show. Excited to have you on to talk about your team as well as the big tournament coming up. Well, thank you for having me, Les. It's an honor and a privilege. Uh, I want to thank you up front for all that you're doing for baseball up and down the state of California. It's amazing. It's been a long time coming. And just the coverage and, and what you guys do for the student-athletes is, is remarkable. I want to thank you for that. Awesome. Hey, really appreciate that coming from you, Jason. Uh, so, hey, you guys are off to a really good start. 
15 and three. You're four and one in league. You got a big game coming up against Hoover on Friday. Uh, what you know? What's what, what's gotten into you guys? I mean, you guys are off to a really good start, undefeated at home as well. You know what? What's been kind of the moment, if you will, whether it was in the fall, the winter, or maybe even early in the season, where you recognize, hey, this this team's got a a chance to be pretty special. You know, uh, well, it was funny. Last year, we've had a lot of success at Fresno High, um, and, and I credit, obviously, having uh, great players that are willing to put in the work. Uh, we were coming off a, a year where we were 22-5 and five last year. I went 10-0 and 0 in the NYL. Uh, I think won our eighth NYL title in the past nine years, and, and we lost a tough uh, game to Memorial in the semifinals of the D2 playoffs. And on that squad last year, we had 11 seniors. Uh, so I don't know if people were expecting uh, us to be very good this year. We were starting six seniors last year all the time. Uh, and this group, uh, they took it upon themselves to kind of uh, get after it from the get-go. As soon as we you know, uh, started our summer program and got into the fall ball, um, those guys have been have been grinders, man. They've been on the field uh, working relentlessly, trying to get better. And I couldn't be more proud of this group. Uh, we've got uh, a young team, uh, to be honest with you. We only have five seniors on this club. And, uh, you know, we're starting uh, four or five sophomores at any given time. Uh, but these guys have, have won games based upon doing the little things right. And we stress that every day at practice. You know, we harp on pitching and pounding the zone and throwing strikes. And I couldn't be more pleased with how these guys have done that. Um, you know, it's it's something to be said. I, I think, you know, uh, being 15 and three right now, we've played 18 games and I, I don't quote me on it, but I think we've given up 17 runs in 18 games, uh, which is, is an unbelievable stat. I think we've had eight or nine shutouts this year. And it was insane. I'm proud of the fact that our pitchers have a, a relentless mindset on the mound. They're pounding the zone. We, we harp on that. So two of the first three for strikes, uh, you know, get beat by guys uh, beating you with the bat. Don't don't give away free passes. And, and we've done a great job of pounding the zone. And then we harp on scoring five or more runs every game. And if you can score five or more runs and pitch and play defense, you're going to win a lot of games. And that's what these guys have done. Uh, they've executed the little things. Uh, I tell them every day, nobody's going to remember you for your first 18 games. Being 15 and three is awesome. But you're going to be remembered for the next five in league, uh, what you do in the Easter Classic, and then obviously what you do moving into the Valley Playoffs. Yeah, well, Coach, just so you know that the uh, number is 11 shutouts, and I believe you guys have scored five <laughs> or more runs. Uh, it looks like, by, like uh, about 12 times. Uh, so the message that you are sending to these young guys uh, or these guys, it's it's definitely working. Uh, so you talk about the players and, and you know your pride in them and the work that they've put in. Who are some of the guys that are 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 you know executing for you at a high level that have led to you guys being 15 and three? You know, we've uh, we've gotten uh, our, our seniors this year. Uh, the the few that we have, they've really stepped up, man. I got a three year starter uh, by the name of Jordan Perez. Uh, he was an All Valley guy last year. Uh, he's an infielder pitcher for us. He's currently uh, eight and one on the mound. He's uh, thrown extremely well. Um, he is a strike thrower. He's you know been up to. Uh, 87 this year. He he mixes three pitches for strikes, and you know he makes you beat him. Uh, with your bat. And, and I couldn't be prouder of him. We've got a sophomore kid who's been our number two uh, by the name, Anthony Clark, who's done a really good job. And I've gotten some good leadership uh, and in the middle of our order with a couple senior guys, first baseman by the name of Steven Palermo. He's a four-year guy on the varsity level. Um, 
he's got an on-base percentage right now of over 500. He finds a way uh, to get on base. He's, he grinds out at bats, and he does the little things right. And then my senior catcher uh, has just been a workhorse behind the plate. He's been a catalyst for us in terms of being a leader with our pitching staff. And, uh, you know, they've done a great job. We've got a couple sophomores that have stepped up and, and are playing big roles. Uh, I've got a third base and a senior guy that's hit in the two hole for us and has played really well. Uh, last year he was a guy that we DH for. He started at third, but he didn't hit much. And this year uh, he's been in the two hole and he's hitting over 400 right now. So we've been getting kind of a mixture. It's a different guy every game, but that's what you want. You know, done any given day, you want another guy to come up and pick that guy up. And that's what these guys have done the job of doing. And hopefully moving forward and back into the season, we can continue to do that and uh, continue to play baseball at a high level. Hey, wow, you talked, you told that story about your two-hole hitter that last year you used to DH for him, and now the kid's hitting over 400. That, that's got to be, that, that's got to be, as a coach, just one of the most rewarding parts of your job, I would assume, right? Yeah, you know, he was a guy that at the end of the year, you know, he, he wanted to hit last year. Um, and, you know, we, we like I said, we were senior heavy. We had some some guys that had a uh, three, or three, four-year starters for us that were seniors uh, that had put in time. And, and so, you know, a lot of the times he wasn't that guy that got opportunities. And, you know, he knew going into the season or into the summer season, I sat down with him and, and we talked about kind of what he had to do to become better. And I said, you know, uh, offensively, you really got to put the time in. I want you to really start working in, in the weight room and, and get in the batting cage. And, and uh, let's start doing the work to, to get you to be an offensive guy for us. And, and he's done that and more, man. That kid is uh, uh, a great kid. He's, he's the first one to practice. He's the last to leave and he's worked uh, relentlessly to become a better hitter. And I mean, he's done a heck of a job. I couldn't be prouder of him. And he's a true testament that uh, hard work pays off. Yeah, no doubt. And coach, so in addition to your role as the head coach at, at Fresno High School, where you guys, again, are off to 15 and three and just had you know tons of success in, in the last decade, as you mentioned, you, you run this little tournament up there called the Fresno Easter Classic. Or you, or you, you know, just, I say a little tournament because it's going into its 50th year. And it's for anyone who follows high school baseball in the state of California, understands the role and where the, you know, where this tournament falls in kind of the echelon of tournaments. And you know, it's up there at the top. And, uh, you know, I had the chance to come up last year and be a part of it there. And again, we're bringing our team, you know, this year. And, you know, tell us a little bit about the tournament, kind of how it started, the thought process behind it and and how, you know, now that you've been helping out there with the running the tournament, how it's grown here over the last you know decade or two. I mean, heck, it's been around for five. Yeah, you know, my dad, uh, this is year number 50. My dad, uh, basically, I say started it. He he became the head coach at Fresno High. Uh, he started in 1970 there as, as an assistant coach, but he took over the program in 1974, and that's when he took over the Eastern Classic. Um, and he basically has taken this tournament from an eight-team tournament uh, when it started to uh, this year we're at 34 teams. We've been as big as 38 teams. It's in its uh, 50th year of existence. And I grew up this kind of this tournament's not just a staple of Fresno High baseball in the Central Valley and the baseball community around here, but it's been a staple of my family. Uh, it's something that my dad has taken great pride in, and it's been an honor for me to help out and and start doing more uh, and take this thing uh, and and work on making it better every year. When my dad started this thing. Uh, he was big on the integrity of the tournament and making it first class. And I think that's the biggest thing that you would see if you have coaches that have been in it. Um, 
we give a lot to the teams. Uh, there is no baseball that a coach throws in every baseball for every game. When we had 68 games taking place over three days, we provide all the baseballs in this thing. We have a huge coaches dinner Sunday night where they're getting a steak dinner. I've given every head coach this year that's in the tournament, a brand new fungo bat. Um, every player, every coach, every team manager, scorekeeper, uh, gets a, a tournament t-shirt. We don't sell those things uh, to the players. We want to give it to them. And, and my dad was big on that. He wanted this thing to be first class and, uh, you know, we just pride ourselves on that. I mean, we feel that we have some of the best facilities in California right here in the Central Valley. Uh, as you've seen being here last year, these facilities are top notch and, and we're bringing great teams in teams that are uh, perennial powerhouses. And, you know, it's just fun to put on. It's a year round commitment. Uh, watching my dad do this thing for so long. I learned at an early age that it's a lot of work and it's a fundraiser for us here at Fresno High Baseball. But, you know, that's not why we do it, because, you know, we're invested a thousand dollars for the first pitches thrown because everything that I buy, all those 1200 t-shirts, the trophies, the tickets, the programs, um, all the baseballs, all that stuff. You don't recoup those funds. Say if we got rain and so you can lose, you know, anywhere from 15 to $20,000 if a pitch isn't thrown, you know, because we're making our money on entry fees and obviously sponsorships, um, and gate. And if there's no tournament, the entry fee and the sponsorship gets written back to that team and we're not making any gate and we've already dumped in 15 to 20,000. So it's, it's a risk, but it's something that, uh, my dad has loved to do and trying to make this thing one of the best in California. And, and we're, we're happy to say that we've got teams from as far North as Oregon this year, all the way down to San Diego. We got Santa high. I'm a good friend, Rigo Ledesma bringing his team up from San Diego. We feel we have a great group of, of, 34 teams, very competitive. A lot of teams that obviously uh, play year in and year out, great baseball. And uh, it's fun to showcase that deal in, in these 68 games over the course of three days. There's a few points that you talked about there. Firstly, the facilities, and you're absolutely right. I mean, the facilities, uh, I think at every field, I went to every field except for one last year, and, and they were just, I mean, top notch. I mean, the, the facilities are are very, very quality. So let's talk about that for a second and stay there. Uh, I mean, everybody working together, right? I mean, you talked about it being a year-round job. I mean, obviously, the relationships are there with all of these other coaches, but I mean, it's got to be pretty neat when you see just not I mean it's not just you know uh, Fresno High right it's the entire baseball community coming together to put this thing on and and that's really what I kind of gathered from it last year Oh yeah, no, exactly. Um, we couldn't be more thankful for all of the Clovis Unified head coaches and, and um, administration that so graciously allows us to, to showcase and use their facilities every year. Ron Scott at Fresno City College, uh, Andy Underwood at Madera High, just all of the guys that, that help us uh, in terms of putting this thing on. And then most importantly, um, you know, me and my dad can't do this alone. We've got a great uh, workforce of, of basically volunteers that show up to help us run this thing every year. I mean, at every stadium, we've got a park supervisor. We got ticket takers. We've got announcers, scoreboard operators, uh, official scorekeepers. We've got people, the security, all these people that come uh, and basically donate parts of their Easter vacation to helping make a baseball in this area better. And we couldn't be more thankful and we couldn't run this thing without them. And so, you know, it's been a privilege and an honor to help my dad with this tournament ever since it came to Fresno high. And it's just an honor now uh, to get to the 50th year. And this is a special year, uh, as you know, and, and uh, my dad doing this thing for so long, we give a special award that we call the golden bat award every year. And we give it to somebody that obviously has been a, 
staple in the baseball community around this area. And, you know, with that being said, there's obviously been some unbelievable names of people that we've given that award to uh, people like uh, Bob Bennett and Pete Biden, uh, people like um, uh, Pete Delana, Mark Gardner, Bobby Jones, uh, Mike Noakes, uh, you know, Ron Scott's Dick Selma's. Um, well, it's special this year because the 50th annual award is going to go to my dad, uh, Ken Pappy, who obviously has taken this tournament from the ground up and has made it special. And, and I'll be honest with you, when my committee, our scheduling committee met, and that's when we decide on who gets the award every year, um, my dad wasn't very keen on getting it. I mean, it took him 49 years to be to be uh, the recipient of the award, and he didn't even want it in his 50th year. But the committee was adamant on the fact that uh, there's nobody out there more deserving to get the Golden Battle Award this year at that uh, coach's dinner on Sunday evening yeah no question about that uh, and the coach's dinner on Sunday evening again you were so gracious to invite me to that last year it was just awesome a great opportunity just to meet and chat but you can tell the the emotion and the passion uh, for the tournament not only on your part uh, your father's part but those coaches that have been in this tournament for a long time you know some of the you mentioned the Clovis schools I mean these guys you know you have longtime coaches at these schools and so you know I know it's a big deal for them to not only kind of show showcase their facilities but you know just the again that the community feel of, of the central valley in terms again i'm talking about from an outsider right i'm born and raised in san diego and now live in orange county you know blaine for example is up in northern california none of us have lived in the valley but when you go there you certainly feel it what is it about those teams and and just kind of that community that has that sense of passion for for where it is yeah, you know, uh, it's funny you say that. First of all, before I get into that, I want to make sure, you know, I text Blaine today, you and Blaine and the group, uh, you guys are invited again. So I hope you're planning on coming. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. I've been so busy and so many phone calls and texts if I officially gave you the invite, but I'm doing it on air right now. Um, but yeah, you know, these, these coaches, uh, in this Valley, man, we, we take a, a lot of pride in, in the baseball in this area and, um, you know, not to sound, um, uh, you know, I don't want to boast about the area, but it's, as you know, uh, there's good baseball played here. And a lot of times, you know, when you're kind of in the middle of the state, um, you know, people talk about Southern California, people talk about Northern California, and that Central Valley kind of gets, uh, kind of gets pushed to the side. And, and if you look back at, at the players that have come out of this area, and just the great baseball that's being played year in and year out here, uh, it's special. And, you know, I say it all the time. I was raised by, you know, obviously, uh, somebody that, you know, my dad is all about, uh, tradition and and being somewhere and and establishing something and you see a lot of that in this area uh, you don't see guys bouncing around from job to job and uh you know my dad was one of those guys that uh, dug his heels in at fresno high and fresno high used to be the school in this area the rich school the school that had all the money back in 1970 when he started there and some demographic shifts have taken place and obviously uh, my dad has has withstood the test of time and he dug his heels in and, and he said hey i'm gonna i'm gonna build one program and i'm gonna make it the best that i can and, and that's something that i kind of you know took from him uh i left uh I finished playing at Fresno State in 2000. I was fortunate enough to coach for two years under Bob Bennett uh, in 2001 and 2002. And when he retired, I came over here in 2003. And it's just been an honor uh, to be here and to establish something here and to, and to just grind. And I think you have a lot of coaches in this area that have done that. I mean, you see the guys like, you know, James Patrick and Mike Noakes, who's, you know, now retired guys like that, who were in the game a long time and put the time in at one spot. Um, and that is, there's something to be said for that. You know, a lot of guys here aren't chasing wins. You're chasing, trying to make kids 
better. And I, I've always said, you know, it doesn't matter if I win 8 million Valley championships or I, I never win a Valley championship. I'm in it to make these kids better and, and make them better off the field when they leave Fresno high. Uh, because as you know, baseball is, is a true test of life and ups and downs and good and bad. And, and uh, it's just an honor to be able to coach in this area with such a great group of guys. And, and it's like a coaching fraternity. And, you know, we all want to beat the heck out of each other when we're on the field and we're definitely not friends then, but off the field, man, everybody really does get along and we, we look to help each other. And so that, that makes this area special. Yeah. That, that, you talked about the quality of baseball. There's, there's certainly no question. And, and I think the more kind of a light we can shine on that, you know, the better it is because the quality of baseball there is, is very, very good. And it, it's top to bottom. It's not just, you know, top heavy as, as it is in some areas, but, but Jason, I, I can't thank you enough for making time coming on today. I really, really appreciate it. We are really looking forward to the tournament, uh, getting out there and seeing you and the rest of the coaches on Sunday night. And we're really excited, you know, for you just kind of welcome, welcoming us with open arms, uh, you know, to come out and cover the tournament. Well, you know what? I, I really want to thank you. And, and I, I know I did at the, the top of the podcast, but uh, I couldn't be more thankful for everything that you guys are, are doing and do for, for baseball players in this area uh, and, and up and down the state. And, you know, you and Blaine and, and, and the crew, um, I just want to thank you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you. And, and uh, like I told you earlier today, you know, make sure that you have some of that uh, prep baseball report swag in your bag because <laughs> I, re- I rep it around here. So I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. And, uh, you know, we're just we're praying for good weather and it looks like it's going to be nice. And we're just really excited to get this thing uh, going and get 68 great games played in the course of three games or three days. And, uh, hopefully we'll have one heck of a championship game uh, Wednesday night at seven 30 at Clovis West. Uh, awesome. Jason, again, thanks a bunch. And we will see you, uh, over at the, on Sunday. Thank you, Les. I appreciate it. And I'll talk to you soon. We'll be right back when we'll be joined by NorCal scouting director, Blaine Clevin. Welcome back to the Prep Baseball Report California podcast. I'm pleased to be joined by Northern California Scouting Director Blaine Clemens. Blaine, it's been a while. How the heck are you? I'm really good. How was the uh, tournament action down there? It was hot and heavy, I hear. It was hot and heavy down here. Uh, it was pretty busy, but, uh, uh, you know, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Speaking of tournament action, we all, we're converging on Fresno here next week uh, to cover the Easter Classic and uh, just another loaded, loaded event uh, put together by Ken and Jason Poppy, uh, the uh, co-directors there of the Easter Classic. This is the 50th year, so it's a pretty big deal. Uh, I know uh, I'm excited to get back up there. What are you looking forward to the most uh, uh, next week at the Fresno Easter Classic? You know, outside of and we'll get to the, some of these top players we're excited to see and some of these uh, really good teams. I think in a big tournament like this, one thing that truly excites me is this, in the roots of the scout is that you're going to see we're going to see some schools, some players that are from smaller schools from some from remote places, uh, Lemoore, uh, Madera uh, schools coming down from way up north Foothill, um, Red Bluff, Chico Foothills up in Palo Cedro near Mount Shasta. And these are schools that don't often get a lot of exposure. So and they've got players. We know they've got players and, and seeing them um, with fresh eyes is super exciting. So that always gets me excited. And um just, just for that aspect. And then, of course, there are so many really good uh, players that are coming and really good teams. So uh, players-wise, uh, outside of the schools that I've already seen, there's a couple I got on my list. One is Oakmont uh, out, of, uh, out of Roseville. 
up there in the uh, Sacramento area who's having a great season. Uh, we had them in our top 25 briefly, but uh, they've slipped out. They'll probably get back in, but they've got at least three guys that um, two are uh, very well-known, a uh, TJ Nichols, a shortstop pitcher going to Sac State. Uh, he's coming to our pro case, a catcher Carson Blatnick, who's going to Washington State as a junior. And then they got a, a left-handed junior pitcher named Kai Peterson, who really had a strong season to kind of help that school uh, jump into the mix, even though they're a really little school. Um, they've certainly got players that can compete with any of the, the, the big dogs. So that's one uh, one school I'm, I'm really excited to see in particular. Anything jumping off like initially for you? Yeah, well, just looking at these teams, I mean, again, there's 34 of them in this three-day tournament. So it's going to be, you know, all hands on deck for sure. But for me, just initially, you know, obviously Jesuit, uh, you know, we think pretty highly of a lot of their players. So uh, I want to get eyes on those guys. I, I certainly want to see Tonko Suzak on the mound when he pitches, uh, you know, and then obviously the Clovis schools, uh, in addition to, um, you know, the Kasumnas Oaks, uh, Brian and I were talking about, I said that there's a few players there. There are. Uh, yeah. You know, I want to see San Joaquin Memorial, uh, you know, and then obviously Stockdale. Uh, coming up so uh, there's there's some really good teams and and some really good players uh you know but so why don't we dive into that uh uh you know who are some of the players that you're looking forward to seeing uh you know whether you know in addition to the guys that you've named already yeah uh but uh you know whether they're guys that you've already seen and you're just kind of circling back uh, or or guys you haven't seen just yet that you're looking forward to seeing this week yeah you were mentioning stockdale so uh I'm looking forward to if I lay eyes on them. They're playing Buchanan in that first game. That's probably the premier game of the uh, of the first day, the seven o'clock game. Um, you know, Caden Sheedy's a player there. Uh, I'd like to. I saw him a little bit last year at a tournament, but didn't uh, see him on the mound. So he'd be a player. Um, Buhat Colony. Buhat Colony's got a, a couple guys that I have seen last summer that I, that are really making some good noise. A, a 2021 pitcher, third base, Jake Sapien. He's one of our better 21s in the state. Uh, he's getting recruited. Uh, by some of the premier Pac-12 programs right now. So want to get eyes on Jake again. Uh, there's a pitcher from way up north uh, at, at Foothill and Palisadro we saw last summer and haven't seen since. It's just such a challenge to get way up there. There's a, a, a good uncommitted senior, a good arm, a, a mid to upper 80s named Jackson Torsey. Um, and there's a freshman uh, that we had at our preseason event, uh, freshman left-hander at Kerman, little tiny school, right, um, named Devin Daniel, uh, who was – I think our initial Northern California player of the week when we started the season, I want to say maybe week two. So this is a good young freshman who's fun to watch. Uh, looking forward to seeing him. There's a kid I have not seen at Granite Bay, a uh, catcher, a 20 catcher named Nolan Wilson. Uh, I've got some some friends, some colleagues that have uh, texted me on him and say, hey, you got to get out and see this kid. I've seen a few uh, uh, Twitter video swings and a homer the other day. So he's a big, strong bat uh, at Granite Bay. So those are some of the guys initially. I do have a, a, an old friend of mine. This is a, a fun one uh, from back in the Illinois days. Uh, Brady Holiday is his name. He's the athletic director at Lamore High School. And his son, Justin, is a 2020 junior uh, pitcher outfielder. Um, so I want to lay eyes on uh, my, my, son, uh, my friend's son, whose older brother, um, Jared, is a freshman player at Fresno State. So not just a friend, a talented family as well. Nice. Yeah, that, that's cool. Uh, it's funny you bring up Sheedy. That was, you know, one of the guys that I wanted to see as well. I, I had a conversation while watching Joey Estes um, a week or so ago, two weeks ago. I was chatting with uh, a scout that has his area goes all the way up to Fresno. Um, and, and, you know, he was trying to get into Bakersfield uh, that weekend to see Sheedy and, and he he did he didn't get in there to see him uh so 
this could be a pretty good opportunity, assuming that he pitches uh, to see him against Buchanan, uh, because that was one of the guys uh, that you know I had kind of circled. And and I think if I'm not mistaken, last year when I saw Buha Colony, uh, Jake Sapien was the freshman that I wrote up in one of my uh, kind of again notebooks from mm-hmm. from from there. So that that's pretty funny. And and I think I I may have heard you say the name Jackson Torsey before. Uh, so uh, you know it's exciting that there. Just the quality of players in this tournament, uh, you know, we we're pretty well aware that the Central Valley generally gets overlooked uh, when it comes to uh, baseball. But just the quality of this tournament is pretty exciting. Uh, but who are some of the teams uh, in addition to you know obviously the individual players? Um, you know, obviously, we have Buchanan in here, who we have ranked in the Power 25 pretty highly. Uh, San Jack Memorial is, I believe, in the others. Uh, you know, obviously Clovis North we have ranked up there. Um, you know, it, it seems to be a somewhat uh, different type of year in the Central Valley, at least as far as the track is concerned and maybe kind of San Jack's league. So who are some of the teams you're looking forward to seeing? Well, there's one. There's a, a school, a Placer a High School out of Auburn. Um, they have a, a, a catcher named Anson Arose, a left-handed hitting catcher, um, and also plays shortstop, uh, a very good player. They have a uh, they have a committed player named Peyton Stumbo who's going to uh, University of Nevada Reno, I believe. So Plasher's having a good year. They're ten and three. Uh, I've kind of got them on my watch list, and the uh, you know others receiving votes for our Power Twenty Five. So that's a school I am definitely looking forward to seeing. Um, again, Buhat County is a team, is a good team, a team we have in our others receiving votes section. Uh, same with Bella Vista. Uh, who's got uh, a number of good players, a couple of brothers, the Forrester brothers who are committed to Oregon state. And they have some, they have some quality senior pitchers as well that uh, they could pitch for somebody, certainly in the junior college level and see what happens after that. Um, they would be excited. Uh, Hanford is a school. I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing, I know they have a, a really good uh, pitcher going to Texas tech named uh, Joran Watts Brown. You've got coming to your pro case down there, I believe less. So uh, Hanford's a school that traditionally, uh, in the Central Valley, there's a lot of multi-sport athletes, some football, baseball guys. Um, style of play is fun, uh, gritty. So uh, looking forward to seeing a Hanford-Clovis type matchup. Um, and again, like you said, the track is its maybe not as deep in some recent years. Uh, I think they lost a lot of senior good, good senior players last year, especially Clovis West did. I know Clovis High School as well. Um, it doesn't mean they're going to be any less competitive, though. But So laying our eyes on those Clovises, Clovis West, Clovis East, uh, will be fun. And of course, yeah, you mentioned Sam King Memorial, um, saw them early in the season. Uh, they have some good, good sophomores. Uh, they have a, a good baseball team. It's not loaded in uh, a real physical, uh, explosive talent, but they they play good baseball. So, uh, yes, those are, uh, part of the group red bluff, uh, out of the Chico area, uh, has had players over the years. I like the brain of all they play in Chico. So that's another school I'm excited to see. Yeah, one note on the schedule that I that I think is pretty interesting. We talked about the Buchanan uh, Stockdale matchup that first day. That's actually the second game of the day for Buchanan. They open mm-hmm. up the tournament at ten, so it'll be interesting to see how they manipulate their their pitching rotation. Some other games on day one that are that are are pretty exciting. Jesuit against Clovis. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the seven o'clock game. Uh, you talked about Placer against Crater. They play each other at four. 
um, you know, that, that, that should be a pretty good game. Uh, boo, is it Bu hack or is it boo hack? Bu hack colony, uh, this place in, uh, or his face in Hoover at four. Uh, so, you know, there's some, there's some, some really good games in, in yeah, the Clovis North. That, there you go. Clovis North, San Joaquin Memorial, seven o'clock at the, at North, uh, Oakmont's yeah. over that day. And I know you've been looking forward to seeing the Clovis North pitcher, right? Yeah. Riley Cooper. I'm, I'm excited to see him to see. So I, I mean, that's going to be a tough one, right? I mean, how do, how do I, can I clone, can I clone <laughs> myself one time? Yep. Can I, can I clone myself? Do, you know, do I go sit at one beautiful stadium at Clovis North and watch that game? Or do I sit at another beautiful stadium at Buchanan to watch well, we, that we can, game? We, so, we can just pass the baton in about the third inning on, on the way to the other field and just uh, yeah. high five and, and, and move on. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I, I have a feeling that that's going to be happening quite a bit because there's just a lot of really, really good games in, in this schedule. So I'm, I'm really excited to get out there and, and, and cover this. Uh, you know what you mentioned? Yeah, yeah, you mentioned the Clovis game and Jesuit. That is a fun one because Clovis has a uh, 2019 pitcher named Noah Beal, uh, a UNLV commit. So uh, we could very well see a good uh, matchup. We know we'll see a good arm from Jesuit in that game, and, and Clovis might run their best guy out there that night. So uh, that yeah, one yeah. Definitely be a fun one. I, I gotta imagine they do. Uh, I saw Beal last year when I saw Clovis uh, against Redwood uh, in, in that opening game there of the tournament, and that was. Uh, you're right. That that's a pretty good arm. I, I mean, it's it, it was pretty good last year. I think I wrote him up as well um, in that notebook. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm excited to get out there, Blaine. I will uh, see you in Fresno. Um, and you know, we'll converge and we'll, Ryan will be there and, you know, we'll just kind of get after it there with this thing. Three of us out there running around like chickens with our heads cut off, but it'll be fun. Yes, no doubt. No doubt. All right, Blaine. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks again for coming on. Uh, until next time we will see you at the yard.